When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tony Clark's been waiting on the line. Uh, good morning, the man we like to call the benchmark, multiple premiership winning coach locally. TC, good morning. I, I dare say Johnny Raper was maybe just before your time? Yeah, good morning, Steve. Yes, I, uh, a little bit before my time, but um, I've certainly uh, you know, uh, read uh, all about him. And, of course, um, yeah, just uh, as Pete just said, just an icon of the game. And, uh, um, you know, our condolences to the Raper family. Yeah, I think the late, great Frank Hyde. Uh, you know, my dad used to tell me about Frank Hyde in commentary. And at one stage, I think Frank Hyde said Johnny Raper played the perfect 80 minutes of football. It was against the English, and it was a demolition. Uh, so we've lost another of our immortals, TC. And so, as I said, the flag flying at half-mast. What about Olsen Filipina, who we all would have seen, and I absolutely loved. And when he pulled on that Kiwi jumper, he was just absolutely incredible. In fact, man of the match against the Australians on numerous occasions. Yeah, definitely. I think Benny Elias uh, hit the nail on the head when he just said he was, it was just a completely different man when he uh, uh, pulled on that black and white jersey, uh, you know, of the Kiwi Stuvo, and uh, and of course was, uh, was was just so fun to watch, wasn't he? With the you know the, the great era of the Balmain Tigers, and uh, yeah, it, uh, it was a because he was far too young to. Um, I think he was only in his late sixties, wasn't he, Olsen? So. Yeah, he uh, uh, certainly a loss, um, of course, to his family, but to the game. Yeah, just 64, and it's far too young. And you kind of forget these heroes that you had when you were growing up. They're only like a decade older than you are. So such a sad loss. And, you know, he ended up playing 77 games for Balmain, but he finished at the North Sydney Bears, TC. Yeah, he did. Uh, certainly, we spoke about that during the week, actually. And uh, he, had, he had a couple of great years there with the Bears. And... Uh, as I say, everyone that uh, played with him, of course, I didn't know him personally, but uh, I know the respect around the joint for him. And um, uh, the Bears are, uh, you know, have uh, certainly, um, um, you know, offered their condolences where uh, to the family. And uh, it'll be uh, it'll be a little speech today because we're heading uh, we're heading to Leichhardt Oval as we speak, Steve. So Norths and Balmain playing um, in the junior reps has a nice synergy to to honour Olsen. Yeah, TC. Look, I think. Olsen, to me, was one of those players who really struggled with the week-to-week grind of, of NRL football and, you know, ended up playing a lot of reserve-grade football, you know, probably criticised a lot because of probably his, his lack of probably physical condition to do the NRL. But every time he pulled on the Kiwi jumper, he was a different person. And, and I know if you're a supporter of, of Balmain or North Sydney, then you, you, you'd just be tearing your hair out because here he is tearing up the, the Aussies and yet he'd be back and playing reserve-grade the next week at club level. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's a couple of great stories about that. I, I think it was Warren Riley's book, and uh, I, I won't quote it, but uh, yeah, no, there was certainly uh, he was an enigma. I think it was, um, I think he, he frustrated a few coaches, but uh, yeah, certainly entertained uh, a lot of people, guys. So these are on the coast here, uh, SEN track. Uh, we seem to have lost the line down there, so we'll try and get the guys back. They'll be with you very shortly at uh, Shelley Beach Golf Course, but uh, we've got Tony Clark with us. And uh, Tony, obviously the uh, the 
great uh, analysis on Johnny Raper. You know, obviously, can't believe that's, uh, I think, the last of the Immortals uh, to go. Have you got any final comments on that before we get to uh, the season starting, of course, uh, tonight? Is that for me, Adam? Yes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very hard to hear. Uh, yeah, no, very exciting tonight with the uh, with the All Stars game, and um, I'm sure that uh, you know it's terrific to uh, to see the NRL kicking off. The uh, great interest in um, in Latrell Mitchell's uh, younger brother, young, was well known on the. Yeah. No worries. Yes, no worries. Uh, definitely. Yeah, well, no. we're going to head back out now to the uh, the guys at uh, Shelley Beach Golf Course and uh, take it away Steve and uh, Gary Birkinshaw Yeah nice job uh, TC you're still there mate because we want to talk about Bruce Fitzpatrick and I just said to the guru Gary Birkinshaw to win four Sterling medals I mean must have been uh, an unbelievable player Bruce Fitzpatrick in the 1970s uh, He certainly was Bruce is you know legendary figure of the uh, of the air in a club and uh just a great man, you know, a great, he was great on the field, but he was a, a better man off it, you know, and uh, they very, very sad passing um, of Bruce. Uh, you know, he led them to the, the promised land in 1977. Um, he was the captain of their first ever premiership winning team and uh, with, a, with a late great Bruce Montgomery, um, uh, who, uh, who, who was their coach. And, uh, yeah, you know, very sad. He was, a, he was a, a, just a gentleman. And, uh, and to win four Sterling medals, which is... As you know, Steve, you know the the equivalent of the Dally M's on the coast is is unprecedented, and uh, um, you know again, I, I pass all my uh, you know thoughts and prayers to uh, the Fitzpatrick family. They're uh, they're a champion, uh, champion a lot of people. Yeah, and TC, when you go through the Sterling Medal winners through that period, we've got some players that went straight to the NRL, won premierships at NRL level. Uh, you know, some of the greats of the game played through that 70s and early 80s period here on the Central Coast. Oh yeah, it was. You know, you do. You do look. As we said during the week, Steve. You know, it was the halcyon days of, of Central Coast Rugby League, and uh, and and Bruce was the the forefront. You know, and and he and he never he, he retired, of course, from the playing. But but I think spent over 20 years. You know, on the board of directors of the club. He coached at the club. Uh, one of my one of my big well, you know, one of the regrets is that I never in 1984. Bruce uh, tried very hard to get me to Erina, but I, uh, I I I said no at the last minute and. Uh, and we still joke about it now, but uh, oh, you know when I when I last saw him, and uh, um, yeah, he uh, he certainly put uh, he he got Aaron to you know was instrumental in in the league club's uh, beginning, and um, yeah, so a, a huge loss for the club. TC, for those who, who don't know a lot about Bruce, could you just give fill us in a little bit on what type of player he was? Yeah, well, back back in those days, it was a, it was a different game, guys. Back in the seventies and, uh, and early eighties, where well, your front rowers, there was no prisoners taken. Um, I'll be honest, I, I, uh, I, I didn't. I, I don't think he, he would have been sent off in his career, Bruce. He was uh, he was a no-nonsense player, but he could. Uh, he certainly did uh, did everything uh, legally and had um, had uh, uh, for a big man had uh, a wonderful slide of hand with his uh, with his passing game. You know, he uh, he certainly um, yeah he, he he was basically the complete package. If you had uh, if you had Bruce. Uh, Brucey Fitzpatrick now he'd be worth a million dollars because he he was uh, just a, a, a standout uh, player. Yeah, I noticed too that he spent some time at North Sydney and he was in a forward pack that was coached by Noel Ned Kelly. Yeah, right. I didn't know that. Yeah, so there you go. He, uh, <laughs> as I said, he was he was a super talented player and uh, yeah. 
Hey, when do we ever stump TC? Uh, that's incredible. Uh, TC, <laughs> after today's show, I'm heading off to the, uh, the All-Star Game, which is being held at uh, the new uh, Combank Stadium, the old Bank West. Uh, great venue for the All-Stars. But in today's paper, they've named the top 10 Indigenous players of all time. Let me quickly run through these because I want to get your thoughts, TC. Nathan Blacklock at 10, Sammy Thiday at number 9, Steve Reniff, the Pearl, at number 8, Cliffy Lyons... I don't know how he comes in at number seven. The Magician, the Wizard. Uh, Gordon Tallis at number six. Number five, Eric Sims. What a player for South Sydney. GI, Greg Inglis at number four. Now the top three, Laurie Daly. Jonathan Thurston at number two. No surprise for number one. The late, great Arthur Beetson. Greatest front row we've ever seen. What are your thoughts, TC? Is there anyone missing? Oh, I... I doubt, yeah, you've, you've, again, um, you've got me a little bit. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to get over Gladesville Bridge. <laughs> um, but what an what a, what a honour roll that is. I mean, you can't argue with the top three. But, you know, I thought Cliffy would be, uh, he'd be number four. Um, but, yeah, no, it, uh, it, it's certainly a great celebration, um, you know, for Rugby League tonight. And, of course, Steve, had a really, uh, really exciting um, night for uh, I, I spoke to him during the week. Shaq Mitchell, Latrell Mitchell's younger brother, um, had the five years with us at uh, at the Wyong Ruse, and uh, it's it just um, you know we're all so excited for him, uh, you know, to be involved in such a, a big night tonight. So wishing uh, you know Shaq all the, all the very best. So Steve, you've made that. No, Anthony Mundine. Yeah, I, I thought about that when I came in. And, uh, you know, there'll be some people that say the chalk should be there. But let's ask TC, the expert. What do you think, TC? No, 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 no. no he's not in the top ten. Chalk, probably for talking, but not, um, <laughs> not for... Uh, chalk, wouldn't it? It'd be hard to argue. But uh, I'll, certainly, I'll certainly do some homework on that during the week, Steve-O, and, um, and I'll, I'll get back to you. Well, I've said on this show before, like uh, some of the listeners, they love my stories from the 1980s, but there was an Indigenous player at the Tugan Seahawks when I was growing up. His name was Brad Garrett, and he played a little bit of grade footy, I think, at Parramatta, but he was unbelievable. And every Sunday Arvo at Tugan Footy Club, right near the Coolangatta Airport, uh, it was a packed house to see Brad Garrett weave his magic at 5'8". Yeah, he, what was, about you? he was a very talented player, I remember remember him playing at, uh, at Parramatta. The number of Indigenous players will be running around in country football, just, you know, you, when you go to a, to a local game and there's always an Indigenous player running around, they just like the field up. Don't quite get the, the, I suppose, the opportunity to go to Sydney or, or uproot and the, the big difference it is to move to the city, but, yeah, they're fantastic to watch. Yeah, and we see that time and time again in the AFL, players that you think, wow, you know, they could make it at the highest level, but for whatever reason, they stay and play locally. TC, uh, great to talk to you, mate. So you said you're off to the footy right now? Yeah, we just uh, exactly got We're playing uh, Belmain at uh, Leichhardt Oval. Uh, Harold Matthews, which is the 17s, they kick off at 10. Um, we're 11.30, Stubo. So, uh, yeah, great day. Three games. Tasha Gale's on also, so... Uh, it's uh, three great games of footy, and hopefully we can uh, come away with a victory. Yeah, actually, my son Corey's heading for that neck of the woods. He plays in the Sydney Super League bronze medal game against Ramoyne, but that's at Dawn Fraser Baths in the heart of Balmain Territory, so uh, one of the harbour pools. So good luck to the Hunter Hurricanes against Ramoyne later on today. TC, pleasure to have you on, mate. Any final words? Because I know, I know that you've probably got something for us on this Saturday morning. Take it away. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't think, uh, I think you got me again, but, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, what about the race day? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Danica's race day. The, the tickets, there's still only a couple left, but uh, really looking forward to that next weekend. And um, uh, get onto Danica's website and see whether you can snag a ticket because it'll be the, the day of the year at uh, Gosford Race Club. Uh, what about that, Burko? Three times we've thrown TC under the bus. Uh, mate, thanks so much for coming on. Have a great weekend and we'll talk soon. Yeah, don't worry. I've got a good memory. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Clark, our first guest.